What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Video Land. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, Eternals is the 26th Marvel movie. It's directed by Chloe Zhao. She's the reigning champ of Hollywood. Her last movie, Nomadland, won Best Picture at the Oscars, Best Director, Best Actress. So yeah, she is the reigning champion of Hollywood. But Eternals is Marvel's first rotten movie. Chloe Zhao went from Best Picture, Hollywood Champion, to Worst Picture. All right, that's when we're talking about Rotten Tomatoes. As of this podcast, Rotten Tomatoes scores it at 49% from the critics, 86% from the audience. That'll probably fluctuate a little bit over the weekend here. Uh, Let's see, IMDb scores it at 6.8 out of 10. Metacritic gives it a score of 53 from the critics and 6.1 from the users. So let's talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score, all right? Marvel's first Rotten movie. That's what everyone's talking about. So the big question, do I think Eternals is rotten? No, not at all. Not by a long shot, all right? And this is coming from the guy who usually lines up with Rotten Tomatoes. Movies that I think suck, if I look them up, they're usually rotten. Movies that I think are just okay, if I look them up, they're somewhere between 60 and 75%. So most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, I line up with Rotten Tomatoes. As of this review, I think I agree with the audience score, guys. Somewhere around 86%. I think that's fair. And I think with time, Eternals might actually even grow on me even more. There's a lot of heavy themes. There's a lot of lot to sink your teeth into. So I think it'll age well. I think it'll age better than movies like, say, Black Widow. I think right now, as of this podcast, I probably put it mid-shelf Marvel. I liked it that much, all right? And I don't think this movie is being judged fairly at all. I think a lot of people are taking their past criticisms and throwing it on this movie. Let me just say this. It's better than Black Widow. And I have fun with Black Widow. I love the supporting cast. But Black Widow is a mess. I have fun with it because of the cast. But it's a mess. I put Eternals over Black Widow. I put Eternals over Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor 1. I think Thor 1 is overrated. Thor 2, Ant-Man the Wasp is probably the most boring Marvel movie. Safest Marvel movie. The original Ant-Man. Guardians 2, not a big fan of that. Captain Marvel is probably my least favorite. So Eternals is way over Captain Marvel. Both Venom movies. I know they're not in the MCU, but I put Eternals over Venom. Eternals isn't even close to being the worst Marvel movie. Right now, the audience score is 86%. If you go down the list with the audience scores, it's actually number 12 out of 26 movies. That's what the audience is saying. I agree with that. I put this movie somewhere in the middle. Middle shelf. 85, 86%. I'll say this. Eternals at least tries to do something different. I think what Eternals is trying to do is more interesting than any of the movies that I just mentioned. At least ever since I left the theater, I can't stop talking. I can't stop thinking about Eternals. I've had discussions and conversations with Videolander Seth Fisher, Ryan Smith, 
So again, that's more than what a lot of the bad Marvel movies have given me. So in my opinion, not even close to the worst Marvel movie. So let's talk about my positives and negatives. Let's talk about the positives first. My positives completely outweigh the negatives. By far. First off, I've heard some people say it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It feels like a Chloe Zhao movie. I think it feels like both. I don't know how anyone could just walk out of the theater and say that this doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. My two favorite characters, Gilgamesh and Kingo, they added that Marvel brand of comedy. Everything about Kingo especially felt MCU. His whole Bollywood career, and then his friend thought he was a vampire. Like, I ate all that shit up. So yeah, I definitely thought it felt like an MCU movie. One that was just a, a little bit more serious, but it still felt like an MCU movie. And I appreciate that not all the characters were cracking jokes a mile a minute. Like, I'm glad this wasn't a Guardians ripoff. If it becomes that later, which by the first end credit scene it looks like it might, I'm cool with that too. But I'm completely fine with this being what it is. It's different. I love that Eternals is completely different. And something that Phase 4 has been doing a great job of, WandaVision, is completely different than Loki. Loki is completely different than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And Eternals is completely different than anything else. They keep on doing different things, which I think is important for the growth of the MCU, so it stays fresh. So I appreciate what Eternals tried to do. I thought the mythology and the lore was deep and fascinating. I love how this movie sets up the future of the MCU. Like, this isn't Iron Man 1 anymore, where we're building suits in a cave. Like, we have gods that live inside the Earth. Like, we meet the space god. The god that created Earth. That's so awesome to me. And the scale of these beings are awesome. I got a little nerd boner just thinking about Galactus. And they've already set up that visual style with this movie. And it's epic. So I thought the Celestials looked awesome. From the torso up anyway. I think I hate their little skinny legs. But the Celestials were grand and epic in scale. And I can't wait to see what Galactus is going to look like. Um, especially one of the last shots of the movie where... Erisham enters Earth's atmosphere. Fucking epic. Let's just say this. If I was a human living in the MCU, I would be a nervous wreck all the time. Seeing shit like that and the fucking, seeing the clouds part and seeing this fucking giant god. Holy shit. Fucking epic. Let's see. Uh, more positives, man. I love the characters. A lot of people have been hearing shit on the characters. I thought the characters were well handled. Like, this is an ensemble with, like, ten new Marvel characters. I felt like all of them got their moments. I got to spend time with all of them. I thought the character development, the relationships between all of the Eternals was solid. I especially liked the relationship between Gilgamesh and Thena. They were my favorite duo. And again, my favorite two characters overall were probably Gilgamesh and Kingo. They brought that Marvel brand of comedy. Great characters. Fun characters. And I thought the powers were awesome. Kind of generic... Um, X-Men superhero powers, but the powers looked awesome. I said this in my Shang-Chi review, but something that Marvel does really well is they make you feel the powers. Like, the powers look great. They have a weight to them. Um, everything from flight to speed has a weight to it. And in this, speaking of Shang-Chi, I got some Ten Ring vibes. So I'm curious if they're going to connect their powers and tech to Shang-Chi, which would be awesome. But I love the action. I loved watching Gilgamesh give people the smackdown with his power glove. That was awesome. I loved watching Kingo use his gun fingers. But yeah, love the powers, love the characters. 
Everyone did a great job in terms of acting. Angelina Jolie was awesome. Richard Madden was awesome. Every single one of the cast did their part, and I thought they added to the movie. Something else that really worked for me was um, their complex emotions toward humanity. Is Earth worth saving? The characters struggling with, um, with their mission. Do we save Earth, or do we save billions like it? I think that's an interesting dilemma. And then on a technical level, guys, great effects work. I'm not big on the deviant design, but for the most part, all the effects looked great, especially the Celestials I thought looked epic in scale. And I love that Chloe Zhao shot on location. She shot in natural light for a few scenes. I think some of the CGI stands out in those moments. That wasn't even a deal breaker. I thought the effects looked better in the movie than they did the trailer. The trailer never sold me on the movie. But I love what Chloe Zhao brought to the Eternals. And I'll add one more thing here. I'll clump it with my positives. But the explanation of why the Eternals didn't intervene with Thanos. It works for me enough. So I'll put it in the positives. Most of the time, all I want from a movie is that line, right? I got the line that I needed. Why didn't they intervene? I would love more of an explanation, but it worked. They say that humanity couldn't evolve if they stepped in, you know, and they were told not to. Plus, there are these beings that serve a god that tell them not to intervene. I think Thanos is your exception to that rule. I think they should have stepped in, but I'm at least glad it was addressed, all right? They gave me a little something to hang my hat on to. I wanted more, but it's okay. It's doable. So yeah, a lot of Eternals worked for me. So let's talk about my negatives. What didn't work for me? One of the problems I have with Eternals is the main villains, especially the main Deviant. Really don't give a shit, but the villain problem doesn't make this the worst MCU movie. That's almost every villain in the MCU. Like, they're either throwaway or just uninteresting villains. Like, this is 26 movies deep into the MCU. Like, how many interesting villains do we have? Half a dozen? So let me just say this. I actually like this idea that Deviants were created by Erishim, and then they evolved. But it's just not focused. And there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of things being juggled, a lot of themes, a lot of characters... And it just feels like the Deviants were kind of an afterthought. So that's unfortunate. But again, that doesn't make this the worst MCU movie. Like, it's a problem with a lot of the MCU movies. Like, I'll take the Deviants over Whiplash or Taskmaster any day of the week. My other main problem is the third act. It does get a little clunky. I think the third act could be tightened up a little bit. And then I just have some questions. As I was leaving the theater... I was asking myself some questions like, why wouldn't Erishim just make Eternals that are all like Icarus? I had the same problem with What If. At the end of that series, just get like 10 Wandas or 10 Doctor Stranges. Why did the Watcher put together like this lesser team? There are endless universes. Just go get 10 Doctor Strange characters and call it a day. So why not make 10 Eternals like Icarus? Why make a kid Eternal? Why make a guy that can shoot energy blasts from his fingers? Like, I love Kingo. I can't wait to see what Kingo does in the MCU. I love Kingo, but I wouldn't... If I was a god, I wouldn't create Kingo, right? Just make 10 Eternals like Icarus and call it a day. And why give Eternals feelings and emotions? Again, why not create a team of nothing but Icarus dudes that are powerful and loyal? Also, I think the Eternals are powerful, but... Are they that powerful? Like, I think the Avengers could probably whoop their ass. Or at least give them a run for their money. Again, best design from an eternal perspective? 
I don't think so. And one more thing I'm going to throw out there. And maybe I'm missing something, guys. Let me know in the comments. But earlier in the movie, they showed what an emergence would do. It would pretty much crack the Earth like an egg. And then when the space god is emerging, it only takes up like what? Not even a percentage of the ocean. So does it get bigger with time? Is there a blast that destroys Earth? Because the space god that was emerging didn't have that epic scale like Erishim. It wouldn't crack the Earth like an egg. So am I missing something? Because it doesn't seem like the scale was appropriate there. I know Erishim is a um, a prime celestial, so I don't know if this one gets bigger or what, but yeah, it was just, just a little confusing. So I might be missing something or they flubbed that up. I don't know. And then a question we always ask with every Marvel movie, where's the Avengers, right? Like the emergence had to be setting off a lot of red flags. So where's Thor? <laughs> you know, I don't, who is the Avengers team right now anyway? I don't even fucking know. But I ask that question with a lot of Marvel movies. Like, Where's the fucking Avengers at? Where's the Avengers at when you need them? So not a deal breaker. I ask that same question with a lot of Marvel movies. Again, those gripes and bitches does not take this down to a rotten. So guys, just to sum up the negatives here, third act issues, a villain problem. You know, why didn't the Avengers show up? Why isn't the team just made up of like 10 Icarus beings, <laughs> right? So I have a few issues. But I have a lot of those same problems in other movies. Like, why the fuck is Black Widow on the Avengers? You know, she's not going to do shit. But I'm not going to give Avengers a 50%. And I think the Chitari, I think their effects look like shit. So I have a lot of the same problems with other Marvel movies. But yeah, I really enjoyed Eternals. I thought it was a, a fun time in the theater. And I really enjoyed it more than what I thought I would. Because I wasn't interested in the uh, the trailers. And then obviously seeing Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and, you know, Metacritic and, you know, everyone just shitting on it. I really wasn't in the mood to see it, but I'm glad I went because I really enjoyed it. Now, before we wrap this up, I want to talk about the two end credit scenes. I'm not going to go too deep here, but the first scene introduces us to the brother of Thanos, Star Fox. I don't know too much about him, but he's played by Harry Styles, and he has this little servant named Pip, played by Patton Oswalt. And one observation I have here is... It felt like a Guardians of the Galaxy scene. It even ended with like a, an old school rock song. And I think whatever they do with these characters, wherever they go, whatever they do next, I think Star Fox and Pip are going to give people more of that Marvel flavor that they wanted with this. So if you want Eternals to feel more like Guardians, it's probably going in that direction. Now, the only complaint here is I thought Pip looked like shit. The CG on him Looked like it was from like 1995. So he seems like a fun character, but he looks like shit. So they need to fix that in a sequel or whatever we're doing next because that looked like shit. So that's the first credit scene. The second post credit scene is where it's at for me. We find out that Kit Harrington is going to be the Black Knight. So a good friend of mine, Videolander Seth Fisher, he loves the Black Knight. So I get to listen to him geek out on that character almost every time he's over at the house. So I love the Black Knight now just because Seth Fisher loves the Black Knight. You ever have a friend that's just into something and then you kind of get into that because he's so excited? That's where I'm at with the Black Knight. I can't wait to see Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman as the Black Knight. 
And then there was a voice that was talking to Kit Harrington. We didn't see a face. We just heard a voice. Didn't know who that voice was because I didn't know who it was in the theater. And I find out later that it's Mahershala Ali who was playing Blade in the MCU. So I'm excited about that. I thought both end credit scenes did their jobs. Got me excited for an eternal sequel. Uh, got me excited about Kit Harrington becoming the Black Knight, whatever they're going to do with Blade. So yeah, guys, really enjoyed the end credit scenes. Really enjoyed Eternals. I don't think it's as bad as people are saying. If you come out of the theater and you liked it, tell people you liked it. Don't be afraid to, to say you liked it because it's supposed to be rotten. I think a lot of people are coming out of the theater saying they didn't like it just because of the Rotten Tomato score. Fuck that. If you like this movie, then fucking tell people you like this movie. Movies are subjective, guys. A lot of people didn't like Eternals. Seth Fisher loved it. Ryan Smith hated it. I'm in the middle. Right now, out of all 26 Marvel movies, I put it somewhere in the middle. But yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Go watch it yourself. Don't worry about the Rotten Tomato scores. Don't worry about the critics. Go watch it and tell us what you think. Enjoy. All right, that's a wrap. Hit me up. Let's talk about it. Also, if you want to listen to more content, go check out adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, peace out. Yeah.